0: hello everyone welcome back to another episode of the annoyed lemon podcast thank you for coming back oh god girl it has been a crazy fucking week over here i'm gonna take this time to uh download to you all this little segment here before we get into the rest of the podcast. I am currently, let me just explain what's currently going on. Okay, so our air conditioner broke in our apartment. And this is nothing new. Since we moved in here, it's been an issue, but we haven't really needed to use it, right? Because it's been cool. But a few weeks ago, there was like some days in April when it was super hot. Remember, if you were up here in the Northeast, turn it on, and it was fucking making a buzzing noise. And then it was like sparks flying. How do you like that? The unit is out on my balcony. We have someone come. Oh, the compressor blew. I'm going to put in a new compressor. I had to wait a week. They come. They put in a new compressor. Great. How the compressor blew, I don't know. Because I had never used the fucking air condition before. It's not like it was running all summer long or some shit maybe the tenant before i mean girl i don't know this isn't an old building either they okay then i go to put the heat on cuz it got a little cold one day a month or so ago the fan blows but no no warm air comes out so then i got to call and say fucking fan is blowing but no warm air is coming out well, okay they come oh was the, was the spark uh, the fuse well, that's what it is fuse broke had to change a fuse probably from when the break from when the Uh, compressor blue okay they changed the fuse now when they have someone to change a compressor i have to wait for an hvac company my maintenance people they don't know how to do that they're like jack of all trades they can't you know but he was able to switch the fuse okay then i didn't really need the heat because it got warmer then i go to turn the ac on about two or weeks ago again toward the end of april earlier may it doesn't blow up like the last time, sparking. The fan blows, but no cold air comes out. So now it was no, now no cold air's coming out. But we're not sizzling like we were. But, so I got a call again. Like, I'm, now I'm feeling like an asshole, like I'm being an annoying person. But it's like, hello, this is heating and air in a very expensive apartment. Okay. He comes. Oh, yeah. Compressor's not turning on. It's not kicking in. No shit, Sherlock. Okay, I got to call the HVAC guy. He's come tomorrow. The HVAC guy came. You need, a new, you need a new compressor. This would be the second one now. This is a very unusual thing to happen. So he goes, it must have had a faulty. I don't know. So we're going to get you another one. Okay, great. So I get another compressor. That dude, every time somebody comes from the HVAC company, it's a different person. When he comes, he's checking it, he's checking the fuse box, he's turning it on, he's doing the They all set, you're all set. This was a couple weeks ago. Great, finally, whatever happened has been taken care of, yay. Oh no, girl. A few days ago, if you know up here in the Northeast, it's warm this week, right? Today in particular, it's going to be in the 80s. But a few days ago, it wasn't hot, but it was getting a little stuffy in the apartment because you didn't need heat. You didn't really need ton of air. It gets stuffy. So I'm like, I'm just going to put the air, just get a little freshen up in here, especially, um, you know, it was in the middle of the day. The sun beats into the apartment. It gets warm, right? It starts blowing. Do you think cold air is coming out of it? No. No. I'm like, fucking again with this thing? So I hesitate to call because I'm like, oh, Are you fucking kidding me? I give it a day. I'm like, maybe it was just me. Maybe it just isn't hot enough. I just don't notice that it's not, you know, because it wasn't super hot. Next day, I try it again. No. And I have one of those thermometers that you point at shit. And you push the button. It tells you the temperature. And I got a real, like, special one because my husband's a chef. They use them in the kitchens. I'm pointing it at the vent. Like, I... Right? And it's saying 78 degrees coming out. I'm like, I know that ain't right, bitch. I know that ain't right because I got it set to freaking 71. So why is it coming out 78, right? I call maintenance. He comes again. He looks at me, just laughs. I'm like, listen, it's not me. I'm not doing it's. I'm not even using this shit. He fiddles with it. He's like, yeah, something ain't right. He gets an HVAC here guy here on Monday morning. Today's Thursday. No, today's Wednesday. No, Thursday. What the fuck day is it? Thursday. Gets an HVAC guy here. And 8 in the morning, they're out there. The guys here for about an hour. I have to leave. I come back, nobody's here. An hour later, I'm like, "Oh, it's fixed. Fucking, I hope it's fixed." And I say, "I think it's the electric." I think something's weird with the electric because also the GFI outlet where our toaster oven is kept blowing. Anytime we turn the toaster on, it shouldn't have done that. And I tell this to the maintenance guy. He's like, no, the electric's fine. Meanwhile, I'm like, bitch, but whenever I've been in here since I've been turning this shit on, there was sparks flying. You had to change spark. But like maybe it's the electric. Anyways, I come back home. Like I said, nobody was here. I don't know what's going on. Is it working? Is it not working? I don't want to turn it on it's getting warmer. A couple hours later, he knocks on my door to tell me what's going on. I said, "Oh, what's going on? Can I use it? He goes, no, it's the compressor. They're going to put a new one in. I said, I was like, I don't want to say the guy's name. Let's call him Bob. I said, Bob, three compressors in a matter of like two months. That's not normal. He goes, I know. I said, don't you think it's something else like the electric or something? He goes, Well, we went into the electrical room. We went in the, fi- everything looks fine. I said, Maybe you should get an electrician. Like, why am I the one sag- suggesting this shit? See, this is where people will put the f- turn on the phone and record people and then like call them a Karen. And in some instances, it is warranted that word. But other times it's like, see, this is where when I have to start, like, even when you're at a doctor and you have to be like, no, this, it's like, what is with these people? They lose their ability to critically think. And I'm trying to be nice because he's a nice guy. But I'm like, dude, you know, this ain't normal. Get a fucking electrician in here to look at the electric. He's like, oh, he keeps wanting to argue with me. Not argue, but, you know, say, no, no, no. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. <sighs> Anyways, I've owned homes before and shit like that. With old as the Hills air conditioner units, one of the houses we owned was so old, the unit, and it was still running. I would get it serviced every year. And the guy would tell me, I can't believe it. Like, I know. It's not normal what's going on in this apartment, Right? Okay. So he goes, well, they got to order it because every time they got to fucking order it. And that takes like a week, four or five days. So he's like, I'm going to come tomorrow morning, which would be today, and install. They have these portable units that they give, that they put the tube in the window vent, blows out your window, it sits on the floor. They work pretty good. The only issue is they blow in all the fucking pollen right now from outside. <sighs> so that's a whole nother but they make it cool so he's like i'm gonna come tomorrow morning because i know it's going to be in the 80s over the next few days and i'm gonna install that because by the time you know it's gonna take them a few days to get another compressor girl you think this motherfucker's here right now at 11:30, he hasn't come and every hour it gets warmer is it hot in here right now? No. Is it? Oh, I'm looking at the weather. Motherfucker is showing that in Newark, New Jersey, which I'm not far from. We're going to be up to 90. Where is the portable unit, sir? So, what do I have to do? Again, back to the Karen word. I have to fucking call and go, Hi. Remember, you said you were going to come? When are you coming? Because every hour it's getting hotter. And I even saw this dude yesterday after we had this conversation because I was walking my dog outside and he was outside doing something in the building and he saw me. He's like, yep, I'll see you in the morning. He's not here. (sighs) These are the moments in life that really get me going. And my husband will say, You got to be, you can't be nice because when you're nice, they don't, they don't, they don't do what they're supposed to do. He's like, you don't got to be mean, but you can't be too nice. I said, well, who knew this shit was going to turn into this? (sighs) So now I'm sitting here going, when do I make that call? Do I give him another 30 minutes till noon? Then it's lunch. Is he on his lunch break then? At what point do I call and go? You were supposed to bring the AC unit, remember? You said. I can't. So that's what's going on here. I just I needed to vent that to all of you. Okay. Oh, it's terrible. What else? Another moment, another moment, let's talk about Karen moments. Another moment where I have to decide, am I going to be that person or not? But this has to deal with my kid and the school. And I hate to be that parent that's going to have to fucking call the school or reach out to the school or reach out to a teacher. And I normally never do this. But we had a thing happen. Stupid, 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 stupid thing. Wait do you hear it. You're going to think it's not true with how stupid it is but I tell you, it's true. I picked my kid up from school Monday or Tuesday this week. Right now, she's doing state testing. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and into next week. It's very serious state testing, okay? They take make it a big deal. Tell you to get them have a good night's sleep. They got to eat breakfast, that, 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 get to school on time, everything else. Anyway, so the couple days before the school testing, so Monday or Tuesday this week, they're doing fun things with them, right? And in science, I picked my kid up from school Monday, and she comes walking out, and I can tell by her face something happened, because I could just tell. I'm like, what's going on? She goes, well, something happened. Something happened today in fourth period, and then it was still going on in fifth and sixth period, and then it was better. But then last period, eighth period, it was bothering me. And it's still bothering me now. And I'm like, oh, fucking here we go. What is it? A sore throat? The ear hurts. What's going on, right? She's like, listen to this story. I can't even believe I have to tell it. She goes, we were in science. And we were cutting open different types of fruits and vegetables. And comparing the seeds and the pits and shit and the insides. So immediately, my thought goes to, she's had an allergic reaction to something they've cut. But I'm looking at her, hands, face, everywhere. It looks completely normal, as she's telling me. So I'm not, I'm not really getting where the story's going. And then, and then she says, and then we were cutting open peppers to count the seeds. Now, my daughter loves peppers. She eats them all the time. She goes, but this was um, a jalapeno pepper? Girl, did you just hear what I said? A jalapeno pepper. I immediately say to her, did you have gloves on? Because I know, I don't know if you know this, I don't think you need to be a chef, but I know my husband knows this, that if you're cutting hot peppers open, touching the seeds and your ass don't have gloves on, we understand what happens, don't we? She goes, no, we didn't have gloves on. I was like, oh my fucking God. She goes, you know, and we were counting the seeds, and there were 60 seeds. Did you know there's that many seeds in a jalapeno pepper? Which sounded like a lot to me, but anyways, that's not the point. Point is they, I'm like, you were touching the seeds. Yeah, we had to count them, separate them. Girl, when I tell you the anger, because I knew what was coming next. She's like, so, because I hope you know that. When you're dealing with a hot pepper, the seeds are the hottest part of that pepper. I hope you know that. You're not supposed to touch it, especially the seeds. It's this unknown thing. How does this... Why are they counting jalapeno pepper seeds? Why aren't they using a regular bell pepper? I don't know, girl. So she's like, so then the teacher said, you know, everybody wash your hands because the seeds get hot. And she doesn't want to have another kid go into the nurse. Another... I said, who went? She go, and my daughter goes, I don't know. But somebody else must have went to the nurse in a previous period. I'm like, uh, yeah, I think they probably would. Because jalapeno pepper seeds are fucking hot. Especially for kids. So she's like, we all went to the sink. I said, did you use soap? She's like, well, because you know how kids be. They had soap. We used a little bit of soap. But like, I'm, like, I'm like, you have to really, really scrub. You can't just do the little, you know how they wash their hands like shit, kids. You got to scrub for a while. Did you scrub? She's like, no, none of us did that because we had to run to go to lunch. Girl, you know what came next? So my daughter's like, so I didn't eat any of my lunch, mommy. I'm starving because anytime I would touch something and put it in my mouth, my mouth would burn, my lips would burn. Yeah, because she's got the jalapeno juice and the fucking oil all over fucking hands from the seats. I said, did you go to the bathroom and wash your hands again? No, I wasn't allowed to go because they're weird with that, with schools, with bathrooms. Did you ever know that with your kids? Notice that if you have kids, they can't just like whenever they want, get up and go to the bathroom because I get it. They don't because kids will go up all the time and be hanging out in the bathrooms. But also it makes like someone like my daughter, like never ask to go to the bathroom because it's always seen as like a annoyance by the teacher. It's very weird anyway. So no, my kid didn't go back and go into the bathroom. She's like, well, I already washed my hands once because she's fucking nine. She doesn't get it. She's like, and then I like touch my lip. And then where I touch my lip, it was burning for the rest of the day. And now on some of my fingers around my fingernails and my knuckles, it burns. So this is what she meant by it was like lasting all day. So we get home. We scrub really well with soap twice. She's like, oh, it feels better now. 30 minutes later, she's like, comes out of, of she was in her room finishing her homework she comes out she says to me mommy is burning again on this finger on this finger here she's pointing to me where we wash again this time i put aloe i have in the refrigerator just straight up aloe vera gel for sunburns and different things like that And you put it on it makes it, i'm like, put this on it helped later that night when she's going to bed she doesn't complain for hours after that it got better when she's going to bed, she's complaining how her thumb, her fingernail on her thumb, the whole nail was, like, burning and it hurt. It was, like, sore. I can imagine it was fucking picking at jalapeno seeds all day. I'm like, this is some fucking bullshit right here. What? I love teachers. I support them. I love you if you're a teacher. But, like, come on with this shit who would bring in a jalapeno pepper to have kids count the seeds and they don't have gloves? Like, and so now I'm in a position as a parent in one of those positions where I'm like, do I call? Do I say something? And my daughter, when she, when I picked her up and she's telling me the story, cause she knows me that there's a face I make where I'm like, not, a, I'm not happy. And she says, as she was telling me the story, Walking home from school. She says, mommy, don't call the principal. Because she could tell my face was like. And I will, I will add, I have never once in my life called the principal on a teacher. Never once. I have contacted teachers when things don't, you know. But not a lot. Not Maybe two, three times in her whole time of going to school since fucking pre-K. I don't do it. But my daughter just knows I have this face when I get upset. And I had that face on. Mommy, please don't call. I don't want the the teacher to get in trouble. I said, listen, I ain't getting the teacher in trouble. All right? What I do want to just understand why a jalapeno pepper was used. I said, did the teacher act like, oh, maybe this was a mistake? I shouldn't have brought a jalapeno pepper? Did she, like, verbally say something like that? My daughter's like, no. So the next morning, she wakes up for school, and on her cheeks close to where you know the corners of her mouth would be on the one side especially there's a little bit of red marks almost looks not like scratches but like something irritated it and I think this is where the jalapeno you know she touched it she was saying it was burning like oh great now she's got a mark I mean it's not the end of the world here but you just you get what I'm saying here and I'm in a I'm in a Karen situation again do I reach out the damage has already been done I know they're not going to be cutting any more jalapeno peppers I'm sure that was the last activity of the school year with that. So what's the point of me even saying something at this point in time? <sighs> so I chose to just leave it because they got the testing going on the rest of the week. They're all stressed about it. I'm not going to say nothing. So that Karen moment has been diverted. And now I'm in another one where I have to see if I have to call about this AC. I'm fi- I always find myself in these positions where I'm like, do I got to be the asshole? Or not. I hate being in that position. When I used to work in the hospitality field. Especially in the big resort with my husband. When I used to run uh, bars and day clubs and all this stuff. I was always in that position. Like almost fucking every day. Where I had to decide if I had to be the asshole or not. And I would say... To my staff all the time. I'm like I don't like being the asshole. And you constantly put me in a position. Where I have to always be an asshole. Can't you just do your, what you're supposed to do? And not have all these exceptional moments. That now I got to step in. It used to drive me crazy. All the time. I hate being put in these positions. It's not like positions where it's not the end of the world. But where you know like. If, if I don't say something, it's not going to be. So that's where that was my whole week I felt like this. I was in these positions of like, oh, oh God. Uh, anyway, my rant's over. That's it. That's my week so far. I'm glad tomorrow's Friday. And um, hopefully it'll, it's supposed to be even hotter tomorrow. So let me get off this thing here for now. And go figure out where the fuck my air conditioning unit thingy is. Which, by the way, we had it in here during those days when it was in April up here. Like a million degrees out in April, remember? Because the freaking thing was sparking. So he set it up then. And it's like, sounds like a jet is in my living room. That. That's what I listen to. You try to watch TV, you have to put it up to volume 80. Uh, why doesn't why? Oh, I gotta go. Breaking news. We got breaking news. Woo, woo, woo. Context, police! Breaking lemon news, y'all. I am interrupting this regularly scheduled podcast, podcast to give you breaking news. Okay, here we go. Just a few days ago. In the New Yorker, you know what the New Yorker is? The New Yorker is a very famous New York magazine. They have great articles and shit like that. Great reporters. Great everybody. Uh, And if I sniffle here and there, I'm sorry. My nose is so itchy. The pollen is fucking horrendous up here right now. In the New Yorker, there was an article posted by, get ready for it, Prince Harry's (gasps) ghostwriter. The ghostwriter for Prince Harry's book Spare. He published an article in the New Yorker a few days ago. Google it. It is free. You do not have to be a subscriber to the New Yorker magazine to go read it. Read it, bitch. Go read it. Run. If you don't want to read it, I'm going to tell, we're going to talk about it right here and right now. So there's a spoiler alert. I'm going to talk about it. All right. So the ghostwriter's name we now know is J.R. Moe Ringer. Actually, he was outed before the book even came out that there was a ghostwriter and who he was. But over here in America, we didn't really give two shits about it. But in the UK, it was big, huge news that they figured out who the ghostwriter was. We're going to get into this whole story because it's crazy. So this the article is called, let me swish to the top here. Notes from Prince Harry's Ghostwriter. Okay collaborating on his memoir spare meant spending hours together on zoom meeting his inner circle and gaining a new perspective on the tabloids okay that is the title of the article now it starts out i see my nose so itchy i can't it starts out with jr we're gonna call him jr so i don't have to keep saying ghostwriter jr talking about summer of 2022 He's trying to wrap up this book, Spare, with Harry. And he gets an argument with Harry. And he raises his voice and gets loud. And Harry's upset on the other end. of are on a Zoom call. And his face is red, Harry's face. And the guy, J.R., is like, fuck, I'm about to get fired. And they were having an argument over if they should put something in the book or not. Harry wanted something in the book. And J.R. was like, not necessary, dude it's not you don't need it and it's going to make you only look bad now what are they talking about i'll explain briefly i did mention on my tiktoks that a big portion of harry's book was about uh, his time in the military right all the different tours he did uh, all the training everything and at this one point he was doing some type of training for special ops so, if he were to be caught, because he was the number one target, remember, in Afghanistan and stuff, he was the, he was the number one target by terrorists. So, if he were to be caught, how would he? Uh Survive being a prisoner of war. So this was what the training was being done by the British Army and military. And for several days, they take these guys. He had some soldiers with him, and they were basically out of nowhere. They didn't know they were being kidnapped. They just kidnapped their ass when they were doing normal military shit. And they tortured them. They tortured them. They they knew they weren't. You know, they, this was done in the UK, so they weren't really kidnapped. But it, it treated them. They beat the shit out of them. They starved them. They were freezing cold. They put the thing over their head so they couldn't see nothing they were uh screamed at everything totally tortured the same way you would be tortured and questioned if you and whatever if you were abducted or taken by terrorists and one by one over the course of these days his fellow soldiers with harry just dropped like flies they tapped out they're like i can't do it they they were broke right they they broke them but harry And if you didn't know, if you didn't read the book, you should go listen to it or read the book because it's fantastic. Harry is one badass motherfucker. And he has been through so much torture and heartache and tough times and alone at such a young age that it's hard to break that dude. And they couldn't break him. And so it was one of the last days, although he didn't know it was the last day, of the training and they couldn't break him. And, you know, there's also soldiers watching from videos, you know, from afar, what's happening, kind of giving instructions. And so the ones that were torturing him and screaming at him, finally, they were so pissed because they couldn't get him. One of the soldiers says to him, makes a nasty comment about his mother. You know, it, it, when I say break these people, the, in, the, in the book, Harry ex- describes how, I mean, they would just flat out start crying and sobbing, these grown ass men. So they were trying to get that tap into Harry. And so the person makes a comment about Princess Diana. Nasty, vile comment. And if I remember, I don't remember it exactly. But I do remember that it was something along the lines of like, your mother's a whore. She's screwing Dodi Fayed and she's pregnant with his kid. And when she was killed, pregnant with his kid. Something along those lines. And when the soldiers said it, Harry looked at the soldier like, motherfucker, I'm gonna kill you. And all the other soldiers there dropped and didn't say nothing because they were like, oh, that was too far. The soldiers that were watching from the other room with the videos, they were like, end it now. End the after days of torturing him. That was like the one thing that this soldier said that was like, they cross a huge major line. And so Harry in the book, back to the JR, the ghostwriter, Harry wanted to say what his comeback was to this person who said what they said about his mother. And JR is like, it's not necessary to put in here what you said back to him. Because what we're trying to do is tell the story of the vile and disgusting things that happened to you that people said and did and thought thought about you and your mother and your brother, you know, whatever. What you say back isn't important and it's only going to make it look like, because we don't know what he said back, because it's not in the book. And he got in an argument. Harry's, I want it in the book. And they went on about this for weeks. And so finally they came to a head. He got in an argument and it got loud with Harry because a ghostwriter's job is to help this person along the way of telling the story properly. Not just like, oh, here's a better word. Instead of using that word, use this word. It's, it's not about that. It's not using proper grammar or vocabulary. It's about crafting a story that people give a shit about. And this dude is one of the best motherfucking ghostwriters out there, even though he hates the job. Oftentimes he talks about how hard of a job as it's like one of the worst jobs as an author you can have because these people that are actually, it's their, the ones that are, the, you know, writing their memoir, they fight with you the whole way. They won't cooperate. They'll tell you no. He's like, it's a terrible job. He fucking hates it. He's an author of other books too, this J.R. Moe So he's fighting with Harry and they get in a big blow and Harry's face is all red and dead. And then finally Harry says, you're right. Because JR explains to him, this story isn't about you. Even though it's your memoir, it's not about you. It's not about your story. It's about how these events that happened to you crafted a story that will reach the biggest amount of audience. And if we say what you said back to this disgusting, vile person, it's going to make you look bad. We don't know what he said back. And that's not what this is about. It's not about pushing people down, you know, he goes, it's about exposing what people thought of you and your mother and this and and the vileness you had to deal with. And even though this soldier apologized to Harry after it happened, the military apologized to Harry, you know, the people that were running this thing. Harry said it didn't matter that they apologized because it just shows the thought was in this person's head that my mother was a whore. Right? Anyway, there's people out there that think like that. So the ghostwriter talks, this is the one, you know, he thought he was going to get fired over this argument with Harry. So there we go. Explained it. So then the ghostwriter goes into his history of being an author. And, and that's when he talks about how ghostwriting is fucking one of the worst things you can do. Um, it's also one of the most rewarding things if you get it right. And this was the same ghostwriter that wrote for Andre Agassi's book, memoir in 2009, called Open which is a very fantastic memoir as well, okay? So, but it was a tumultuous time to write that memoir with Andre Agassi. It wasn't easy. And I believe it because what do we know from Brooke Shields' Fucking documentary when she talks about Andre Agassi when she was married to him. Fucking nut job. Destroying all his trophies because she got mad because she fucking did something on a TV show, whatever. Whack job. So I believe this dude, when he says it was not easy doing Andre Agassi's memoir. And he swore off memoirs after Andre Agassi's memoir until someone approached his ass about doing another memoir in 2020. And he was like, I don't, I'm not doing memoirs again. I'm not ghostwriting." He goes, well, who is it? And the person said, Prince Harry. <laughs> and J.R. was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Maybe I'll reconsider. But he knew it wasn't going to be easy. He didn't know what type of person Harry was going to be. He's a royal family member. Is he going to want to even tell the stories? Uh, J.R. was wondering, you know, how deep is this? Like, what, what is he going to say? Because he knows these royals, they don't talk about shit. So he was interested But he also didn't know what to expect. So he had some Zoom meetings. So now it's September of 2020 with the pandemic. Can't meet the guy in person. Normally you have have a ton of meetings. So it's all done over Zoom. And he says right off the bat, he got along with Harry, calling him dude, which Harry, he said, was amused by. It's a very American thing. And nobody's ever called him dude before. So Harry liked that. And they hit it off. And even though it was only on Zoom meetings for a lot of the time, they got very close, which you have to get close when you're writing somebody's memoir. Like you said, it's not just about, oh, your grammar isn't right here and this isn't right there. Use a different word. It's about helping these people tell their story in a proper way. It's an art. Some ghost, ghost writers are better than others, just like anything else. So eventually... He is allowed to meet Harry because the pandemic, you know, protocols start getting looser and you can meet in person. And he meets Harry in person and gets even closer with him. And then when that happens, he's able to start meeting people from Harry's inner circle, super close people that are the closest people to him, he said, which is important. When you're writing a memoir, you can't just only rely on the person because sometimes they don't remember shit right or they forget shit. You need to talk to the people closest to them. So that's what he did. He doesn't say who he spoke with, but the people closest to Harry. And so it's moving along. It's going well. And he meets Megan. of course. He actually at one point stays at their guest house in California. Megan's bringing him trays of candies and, and cheese boards and stuff like that because she knows he's far away from his family. He was missing his family. He's a dad with kids himself, right? So he stays there on property just to be with Harry day in and day out to get this shit done. So now it's time for the book to be released. It's coming up. And well, while they're writing the book, some fucking how it gets leaked that they're not only that Harry's writing a book, but that he's using a ghostwriter. And the guy says he doesn't know how the fuck this gets leaked because it was very few people that knew what the fuck was going on. And not only does it get leaked that there's a ghostwriter, it gets leaked who the fucking ghostwriter is. His name. And next thing he knows, he's taken. he was back home for a while. He was taking his kids to school. And paparazzi are jumping out of the fucking bushes while he's got his kids. Scaring the shit out of other parents who are walking their kids up to the school because no one knew what the hell was going on. Because this dude's not a famous person. I mean, he's a ghostwriter, but he's not visually famous. Nobody knows, right? And they scared the crap out of him and his wife. They jump in their car. They're banging on the windows. They're following him in the car like paparazzi do. But this paparazzi was mainly the British press. He's at his office in his window, sitting at his desk after this happens, all of a sudden there's a woman's face at the window looking in knocking on the window and he's like startled, like who the fuck are you? She's like, I'm from the, from the press of Britain, or whatever can, can you give us a minute, you're Harry's ghostwriter, I mean these British press people what are they in the fucking CIA? they're out of their goddamn minds, these people over the royal family, especially over Harry and Meghan So, he bugs out. He goes, he talks to Harry. Harry's apologizing to him, saying, Oh, whatever I could do. Describe to me what they looked like. Because Harry, you know, from the book Spare, he knows what every one of these motherfuckers, who they are, what they look like. Describe to me what they look like. I'll have somebody on it. I'm going to try to do whatever I can do. But the Jr knows, and Harry knows, the cat's out of the bag. There ain't much you could do. Right? Someone in Harry's secret inner circle leaked which is like the story of harry's fucking life people leaking shit about him constantly you want to know why because people are fucking assholes and if they're given any type of money or they think they can make some type of money it could be your best friend they'll fucking do it unfortunately that's how that shit is cat's out of the bag everybody knows he's writing a book and who the ghost writer is now here in the u.s we didn't really give too much a shit about the ghostwriter, but in the uk it was huge right because they fucking hate his ass so much over there right Stories being written left and right that are inaccurate. JR is talking about putting in the British press. All these headlines of shit that, that some of the they just completely make up. Others, it's out of context. It's crazy. You know how they do. So it comes time for the book to be released. It's like a week or two before the actual official release date when it's going to be out on shelves. And some fucking bookstore in Spain puts the books out two weeks or whatever a week before it's supposed to really be out but it's in spanish and somehow the british press of course gets the hand gets their fucking hands on it even though it was one bookstore that put books out girl i don't know how this shit works with this british press but they are fucking savagely ruthless and we know that now with the you know lawsuits going on and shit like what's wrong with these motherfuckers over there They love to criticize everything. They are totally unhinged. So somehow they know that this bookstore in Spain accidentally put Prince Harry's books. I don't know. They grab it. They get their hands on the books. And guess what? They don't speak Spanish, though. Right? When's the last time you saw a British motherfucker knowing how to speak Spanish? So they were like, oh, quick. Get somebody to translate this. Now you hear my dog snoring. Sorry, she's sleeping hard. (laughs) (laughs) anyways so they get somebody translate but the translator doesn't do a good job because as you know if you're around people or you yourself speak different language like it doesn't always translate word for word so whoever translated for them didn't get it right and they put things out there that were just not contextually accurate and but the british press don't care they're like oh let's write about it it says he mounted her quickly when he's talking about how he lost his virginity and the ghostwriter jr is like bitch i never wrote he mounted her quickly that's disgusting i would never write words like that but this is what they do right so cause the stupid ass frenzy writing news articles not getting shit right writing articles about how prince harry's uh some military person that was a trainer of his a captain in the military you know said how harry was difficult that motherfucker never said that the Guy had to come out and say, Harry was one of the best students I ever had. I don't know why they're saying that. I, I, I never said that. All this shit, right? How they do. So JR is stressed. Harry's stressed. They're all, they're all stressed because this fucked up this whole thing once again. But regardless, it was moving too quick and the book came out. And the book comes out. It's a huge success, as we know, right? And so they're at Harry's house. The day the book came out, he had a party. Right. Thanking everybody doing, you know, giving a toast. He thought that the ghostwriter was he thought J.R. thought that Harry was going to be upset because of all this fucking insanity that was going on. Also, and so when he saw Harry at the party, he was like thinking Harry's going to be upset with him for some reason. But Harry wasn't. He was just happy it was over and it was doing well. You know, J.R. says to Harry. I only experienced for a little bit of time the insanity of the press that you've experienced your whole life. And it has jolted me and my wife to our core. I don't know how in the fuck you even do this every day of your life. And he said that to Harry. He goes, I have such a newfound respect for you with this shit because of what happened. And he talks about that, JR, it just the hatred for this man and woman he said is unlike he never seen anything like it in the u.s he goes maybe it can happen with like a sports fan he equates it to like when lebron james left the cleveland cavaliers and went to the miami heat and so cleveland hated lebron james for a long time because of that he says that's like the only thing maybe it comes close to but it's not even fully the same so he's like, we don't have this over here. Like, this is whatever. So he's telling this to Harry. They're hugging. Harry's thanking him. And Harry gives a toast. And in his toast, he's, you know, thanking publisher. He's thanking this. He's thanks JR, the ghost writer. So everyone, has got tears in his eyes. And he's saying, you know, I finally have my, I was able to have my voice, to have my story be told. You know, people tell my story to have the, and he goes, I'm finally free. And he uses the word free. And J.R. is listening to his speech because he's forever a ghostwriter, J.R. And he wanted to say to Harry, no, don't use the word free, Harry. It's not freedom that you're happy about. It's being heard. So he's like, I'm already even as he's given his speech, I'm fucking editing his speech saying you should have used the word. I'm finally heard. Not free, but this is, this is what ghost writers do. They're always thinking that way, right? Just, they have a beautiful way of how to really express it. But he always has to remind himself when he's doing this shit, it's not his book, it's not his book. So even though he will push back on certain things, like he told Harry, you don't, you don't need to talk about the comeback from the military thing that happened. He has to also at times let them put in with they and let them use the words they want to use because it's not his book. So Harry gives this speech and he says to Harry, you know, you've been you've finally been heard for the first time. That's what you're experiencing, what it's like to be heard. So they hug and whatever. And, you know, he goes home and it's all over. And he's having breakfast one day a little while later with his wife and his kids. And his little daughter says to him, you know, Dad, what is a ghostwriter? Because she's been hearing the word ghostwriter, ghostwriter, whatever. And he goes, well because he says it's not an easy thing to explain. And he says, you know how, let's say there's a kid in your class that wants to draw a picture, but they're not good at drawing. And you are really, really good at drawing. His daughter was good at drawing and she loves art, right? And he says, so they come up to you and say, can you draw this picture for me? I'm gonna explain to you what I want the picture to look like. But I need you to draw it because I'm not good at that. And he goes, that's what ghostwriting is. People want to tell the story that they have, but they're not good at putting it into words for a book. And the daughter was like, oh. And she that, that explanation of what ghostwriting was, was perfect for her. And then she says, I want to be a ghostwriter when I grow up. And he goes, no, no, no. Just be an artist. It's much easier than being a ghostwriter. Anyways that's the end. And I thought that it was a beautiful homage to the, not only what it means to be a ghostwriter, because it was important for him to explain, and he goes into much further detail in the book, in the book, oh God, in the article, please go read it, because it's important for people to understand what a ghostwriter is, because in like Harry's case, or some other people's cases, when they say, oh, they used a ghostwriter, they don't even know what that is. What they can't even just they think they just write the whole book for them. It's not really their own words coming out of them, and that is absolutely not what it is at all. And so he does a beautiful way of explaining first what it means to be a ghostwriter and how difficult of a job it is, okay? And how it's an art form. And you have to find the balance between helping these people properly express words so that it makes sense in a book, but also not altering their story. It's very hard and difficult. So he does a great job at that. But then also through this process, he realizes the fucking insanity that is Harry and Meghan's life, even the royal family's life. I'm, he was like that press over there and the tabloids and stuff. Are, he says basically how we just don't have anything like that in the U.S. with our press. How they are over there in that country. Crazy. And also he says how Harry's got people in his inner circle that are willing to rat him out. Talking, Even if it's just innocently you're getting your hair done at your hairdresser. Or she knows you're friends with Prince Harry. And you're like, yeah, he's writing a memoir. He's got a ghostwriter. Like you just slip. And you're just gossiping. And the shit gets out. So, it's you know, he talks about all this in the in this. It's just a great article. And I feel like um, just brings some bigger context to how the whole thing happened. And it just solidifies everything Harry says about the press and how they will twist. He talks about all these little incidents in the article that the press came out with before the book even came out. That they got completely fucking wrong. And he gets how all these stories get fucking twisted and made up about Harry. And they don't care if that's even wrong. They still print it. And then they don't even... When they're proven that they're wrong, they don't print a retraction. They just go to the next one. He's just crazy. Absolutely crazy. So it was a fantastic article in the New Yorker. I had to come in and do some breaking news and disrupt. And now I'm feeling like... I don't know if I can do this week's book about Andy Cohen because I go, we're do, going on 30 minutes here of just talking about this ghostwriting article, which was great. So we'll see. Oh my God. Anyways, I'm seeing all kinds of shit on online still about the coronation, still about the coronation. People talking about maybe Charles and Camilla. There should be dethroned because they had an affair. And it should go straight to Will and K. Girl, they ain't going to do that. They ain't going to do that. Um, But my goodness. Oh, did I mention? I don't think I mentioned this. So in the article, Jr. says that Harry has, this is the fucking word he uses, thousands, thousands of. Of other stories and details that he wanted to put into this book. Which remember, we if you might know quote when that there's a lot more, he could say he could write a whole nother part two to this memoir. That's what this ghostwriter is referring to. But the JR was like, listen here, you can't put oh, this book would be way too long, and then you're gonna lose people because then it's so much information. So they took thousands of things out. Of the book. Girl. So now I'm wondering, maybe one day there will be a part two. Who knows? He doesn't say. And I think it'll be years down the line before that happens. But thousands of things were omitted because it was just too much detail. You know, you, you had to shorten it because the book was already very long. So what else? I can only imagine what else, girl. So there you go, guys. Oh, I don't think we're going to ever, this saga will ever end. Poor Harry and Meghan. How the fuck do you live like that? It's one thing like you're a celebrity, even the royal family, any of them. And so there's people want your picture. It's another thing like any movement you make any appearance you make anything you do like there's a lot of famous people out there in the world a lot of movie stars a lot of musicians I don't hear shit about them. we don't hear shit about them every day I'm not stalking them. we don't know about what they go sometimes you go years without hearing something about it like when was the last thing you heard about like I don't know even like big huge stars like George Clooney and shit like that What he, what, what happened with him like these but harry and Meghan and these royal family members any time they step foot outside then they're seen it's reported on that is fucking crazy i will also add that in the article the uh, author jr mentions how george clooney is the one that like got harry to hire this ghostwriter and he says that's absolutely not true i 've never even met George Clooney he has there's some sort of connection where George Clooney is making a movie on one of the books or memoirs j r helped ghost write on, but he 's never spoken to George Clooney in real life he 's never met George clooney he 's never even seen him. He says, so it's no absolutely no connection with George because I guess the British press were trying to use that as a story at one time. He's like, no, the only connection is that he's like making a movie on one of my books or something. That's it. But he, he he didn't. There's no they've never spoken. So I had to put that in there, too. Anyway, girl, these people are fucking crazy. That country is fucked up over there. Fuck the fuck up. And they've been fucked up for so many years with that press and how it works over there with kings and queens and shit that they don't even know what it's like to live somewhere. I mean, we're not perfect, obviously, over here, girl. But people in this country say the press controls the narrative. Bitch, not over here it don't. They make up their own shit. Either both sides. But over there, they really fucking control shit. Like, wackadoodle shit. They'll do illegal shit to get stories out. Like, girl, get a fucking life over there. Ugh. Anyway. And that Pierce Morgan, he's one of them. He has hated Harry since Harry was a teenager. He's been hating on Prince Harry in that British press. Videos of him from when Harry was, like, fucking 15 years old. He's talking shit about him. What is with that? And they're so intertwined with each other. He's even taken pictures with them. Like, they, they, they're friends with each other, too. The families. It's so weird. Fucking weird, man. Anyway. All right. Goodbye. We have more Breaking Lemon news this week's episode. Guys, listen. I was going to start... Talking about Andy Cohen's new book that just came out, The Daddy Diaries. But now I'm like, fuck. Because there's all these other things that are coming out. I want to talk them out. And I don't want to do it all in one episode, right? So I think I'm going to push Andy Cohen's uh, memoir, The Dad- Daddy Diaries, f- into next week. All right? Because there's just too much. Because guess what this breaking news is about? Oh, something called Britney Spears uh memoir that's going there I came even talk I'm so excited, so it's been reported that she's been working on a memoir, which i I haven't i mean I've heard that in the wind before, but girl, just a few days ago, all right um something came out official New York post is writing about it bitch, and they wrote well, everybody's writing about it, but I'm just looking at the New York post here um that the date when her biography it's, it's called her autobiography, which is interesting to me because there's a difference between an autobiography and a memoir uh let's first look into let me quickly do that because they're not calling it a memoir let's let's do to the googles what's the Difference, because I want to get this right. Between an autobiography (laughs) and a memoir. Let's just get this right. Simply put, a biography is the life history of an individual written by someone else. That's a biography. An autobiography is the story of a person's life, oh, written by that person, girl. Okay, good, because I got scared for a minute. And a memoir is a collection of memories written by the person themselves. Hmm, so the difference between an autobiography and a memoir, hmm, not too much, girl. Anyway, there we go. Okay, so I just wanted to make sure because I got scared for a minute that maybe it wasn't going to be about Britney Spears. Be written with her involvement because then I have no interest. You know what I'm trying to say? But no, this says, okay, so back to the post. New York Post is saying, it's out there, that the date when her supposed autobiography, it was going to be released sometime this fall, coming up. But they're saying it's been delayed We don't know how much long it's been delayed, and it's been reportedly delayed because there are concerns over several couple A-list celebrities, A-list stars uh, that Britney spills some tea on in this autobiography. And these A-list stars are like, bitch, they got their lawyers involved. And they're like, eh, 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 you're not talking about us. But they doesn't name them. But people have their suspicions on who these stars could be. So the publishing company that's putting the book out is uh, Simon & Schuster. That's a favorite amongst celebrity memoirs and shit like that, okay? And they've gotten two letters, they say, to put this memoir, this autobiography, on hold from two of Britney Spears' fi- former exes people she dated she's getting letters from two of spears's famous exes girl how many could there be so everybody thinks one of them is justin timberlake right off the bat girl a-list we're using the word a-list justin but who else is an a-list celebrity i mean kevin Fenderline ain't no a-list celebrity so they're using that you know Adjective there, descriptive, whatever. Who else does it A list X of hers? Let's see what this says that people think. Uh, the quote is saying she's brutally honest in this book. So there's a lot of nervous A listers, not just X's. Girl, they only got letters from two X's, but she talks about there's a lot of. Girl, this book is going to be so hot. It might do better than Prince Harry's book, especially here in the U.S. Um, these letters they received, Simon and, Simon and Schuster, were very strongly worded legal letters. They've been sent out you know, to the publishers by the people who know Britney and who fear what she has written. There is no movement at the moment. And there are concerns over when it will eventually be able to come out. They might fucking make such a stink about this girl. This book could be delayed for a really long time, which sucks ass sucks ass <gasps> so they give a brief history because they say the stars weren't named but this is a brief hi- history if you need to refresh yourself if you're not one of those britney spears fans that knows every little single thing like i am not i know the main things but i don't know every little single. Thing. so this is who she So she's currently married to sam Ashgari. i think a lot of we all know that right but before she was with him, she was briefly married to a friend of hers named Jason Alexander. He's 41. That was in 2004. They were only married for like two, three days, girl. All right. And then it was annulled. And then she was married to Kevin Federline. Okay. That's who, this is the daddy of her two kids. We know that. But like, who's this other A-list, right? Well, we got the Justin Timberlake. He was the one before that. Then we got Fred Durst girl. I didn't know (laughs) that she dated that douche. I don't like him. I don't know why I don't like him. I just don't like him. Because I just never did. Back when he was the singer, if you don't know who Fred Durst is, he's the singer, lead singer of Olympic Biscuit. I didn't like the music. I just I don't like it. So I didn't know. Is it him? I wouldn't consider him a lister but could have been him. She also dated singer Howie Day. Again, I, not a lister. Um, and all many Britney fans to this day, are, and for a long time, have already put the blame on Justin Timberlake, especially for his role in The Downfall, initially, especially, of Britney Spears. So, girl, I think it's pretty safe to say that the one person that this don't want chick to come out is him. I mean, we don't know for sure. But then they say she's also been rumored to having dated Jared fucking Leto. Girl, I didn't know that either. Did you? Jared Leto? Maybe it's about him. Wait, you just wait, bitch. Also, Colin Farrell. She rumored to be dated at one time. Colin Farrell. Could it be about him, girl? this book i am salivating in my mouth like Britney Spears. oh my god you know how jessica simpson's book was great and then she came out with movie star that little um article she wrote for amazon and uh, that was great we were like who's movie star and we all think it was mark wolver girl i think britney's got got even jessica on a run for her money with the stories they say she even dated chris angel mind freak which we knew that if you read Holly Madison's book and you did that whole deep dive with me on Holly Madison's book. Holly brings that up, mentions when she was with Chris Angel. How right before it was Britney and he had something written on a dry erase board in his house, in his apartment in Vegas said something. Britney was here. Oh, so they don't know. But I think definitely one of them was, was uh, is, you know, Justin Timberlake. The other one girl. <gasps> okay, so according to the Daily Mail, it isn't clear which stars are nervous about the book. Um, and the book is said to uh, to cover topics like obviously the conservatorship um, and other different subjects throughout her life. Uh, some that you've seen on numerous documentaries. People will go are going to lose their fucking minds over this book. That's all I know. Uh, she's they're saying that Britney this is the quote Britney wants this to be her moment she talks to the world to tell her side of the story and to set the record straight girl 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 listen listen if you follow that Instagram account over there Britney Spears Instagram account you know shit is so fucked up and such a hot mess whether you're one of the people that think she's dead And that these are clones because you got people thinking that. You got people thinking she's been abducted. You got people thinking she's just being silenced and held captive. And then you got people who are thinking she knows she's just mentally ill. And she's in the middle of an episodic breakdown. And then you got people about and whatever. Whoever, whatever you think. We could all agree that that Instagram account is out of fucking, it's insanity. Insanity is happening on that account. So while I will love and enjoy this memoir that comes out, I am also like, you know, when, when someone publishes a memoir, an autobiography, they have to promote it. They do a ton of press, especially someone like Britney Spears. How in the fucking hell is Miss Britney Spears gonna do press? when we don't never see her live in real life. Never do we see her. We just see her fucking spinning half naked on Instagram in her living room and in the backyard. Like that is, I'm almost, I don't know what to be more excited about. I'm not excited, but like I have anticipation about it. Is the book or is the press that's going to be leading up? Because If you think that that woman is going to just come out, do live press, like how Paris was on the Today Show and this and that when Paris, her memoir just came out recently, she was all over the press. Brittany's going to all of a sudden come out of this weird hiding shell she's in and just do some press junkets. How strange is that going to be? after we've been waiting to see her. I mean, she don't even go live on her Instagram. And when she does, it's fucked up and weird. Sorry, I got to open a window for my dog. Because if the shade is, if the shade is shut, she can't see and then she don't like it. There you go, hon. So I don't know how any of this is going to work. But it looks like there's been a wrench thrown in it. (sighs) So let's see what else the article says. So Um, Then it also says there's a fair amount of throwing people under the bus, talking about past relationships, some of whom will be revealed for the first time ever. Girl, she's going to say who she dated. Oh, my God. Brittany lived her life in the public eye, but there are relationships and people she had encounters with who she managed to keep under the radar, including some massive film star names and people from the music world she has wanted to go all out with this book and tell her truth and that's what has people worried <gasps> and then they have a picture of Jared Leto oh god Jordan Catalano what did you do to her that's what i want to know uh, Britney's book deal is said to be worth as much as 15 million that's it Fifteen million—that's it. Harry had a fucking hundred million dollars, or whatever he got. Britney, you should have fought for more, no? I don't know. Of course, uh, Jamie Lynn Spears released her memoir, "Things I Should Have Said." Girl, we don't care. Sorry, Jamie Lynn, I don't want to be rude, but I don't care what you anything about what you. I hardly know who you are. <sighs> I wasn't into whatever she did, so at the time. <laughs> Okay, so when the sister released the memoir, if you remember from the Instagram post, you might not, because I don't know—is it still up? Has it been deleted? Things get deleted and reposted on that account all the time. She called her sister scum, on an Instagram post after the Instagram, after the sister released the memoir. So, mm, okay, I'm sure there's going to be some shit in the book about that whole situation. Um, oh, it says here the book had previously been expected this past February so 2023 February it was supposed to come out but then it was postponed to date at the end of the year like I said the fall right of 2023 but now girl nobody knows what to expect and that's about all that is out nobody knows who these people are but people are telling they're having their lawyers involved telling her to shut the fuck up in her book Here's another article from Nylon. Let's see if there's anything different in here. No, they're using the same quotes, um, talking about the same shit. Nothing new. So that's all we know right now. (gasps) Can you imagine? Can you imagine you're Justin Timberlake right now? Who already you're like skating on thin ice. People already can't stand your ass for multiple different reasons. And then now you know she's writing a book. <laughs> like, what? I don't know. So I hope she gets to really tell her whole truth. I have a feeling these juicy, juicy stories of these major A list celebrities is she? she's gonna get silenced in some kind of way. The lawyers are gonna get so involved that she's either gonna have to tell it in a way like how Jessica Simpson told her little story recently, movie star. And she's gonna have to kind of say it in a way where you can't come out and say who it is, but you can hint at things like how Jessica said she was at the 2005 or whatever it was, VMA Awards, and he was there with a t-shirt and jeans on and then everybody ran to fucking google and looked up old images and they found images of mark Wahlberg at the fucking red carpet where she sat, and he was wearing a t-shirt so they're like it's mark like so she's gonna have to like do something like that i think it's just really gonna be tough because with justin timberlake bitch everybody knows they dated so if she talks about i mean people gonna know who she's i mean they wrote songs about each other and I mean, so how do you talk about something without people knowing that relationship? I don't know. But the other ones where they say, we don't know these other people she's dated, there's ways she could kind of, you know, <gasps> oh. so there you go. If you didn't know that was coming out, that's coming out. But again, I am just as intrigued about that book coming out as how in the fuck are they going to do press for it with this woman? if she's if thing what how is it gonna go down interviews can you only imagine the woman hasn't been interviewed in I don't know how many years how they I think that might be part of the reason why this shit's getting delayed too because it's like how she's just gonna all of a sudden come out and just be completely okay mentally when she speaks and stuff Or is she just going to release this book and do no press? All I know is whatever's going on with Britney Spears needs to come out clean in the open. Like, just let us all know she's mentally not fully her best because of years of the lithium and things they had her on and so, you know, she stays away from the public eye because of that. Or She's having a hard time in her marriage and, da, 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 and so they're trying to keep it private. They're broken up. but They don't want to publicly say they're broken up. So she said, bah, bah. like all these different theories. Do I think Britney Spears is dead and they're using CGI pe- No, I don't think she's dead. But I will agree. There's weird things. It's just very strange. Like this woman's been free from a conservatorship and no one sees her. Maybe we caught a glimpse of her in a restaurant with someone took their phone out and tried to record and then it got all weird and they like rushed her out of the restaurant. It's like, why why is it such a secret, this person? Which, in my opinion, just makes it worse. It just makes it worse. Oh, I can't even do it. I can't. But anyway, there you go. (sighs) So... I can't do Andy Cohen's book this week. I just can't do it. There was too much other shit to talk about. Too much other exciting shit. I'm sorry, Andy Cohen. Your book is very funny. We're going to get into his book next week, okay? Oh, boy, guys. We got some more Prince Harry news to talk about. It's just, it's just never-ending right now. Um Now, you all know, I have to go in another room because the air-conditioned guy finally came. I was waiting. You were wondering. He's finally come, and it's hooked up. So I wanted to just record this because as he was sitting there hooking up my portable unit, the actual real AC is still broke, by the way. Uh, I was getting alerts for this other news going on uh, involving Prince Harry because, you know, girl, I got a Google alert on him. And we all know about the lawsuits that he was going through, you know, against the British press and different different publishing companies and phone hacking and all that. Well, there's more. There's still more going on. And it um, started yesterday, May 10th. And it's the proceedings. There's a whole new lawsuit going on. And the proceedings are supposed to take 10 or 11 weeks, girl. It's going to take a while. So here's what they're saying. Um basically it started yesterday may 10th and he's expected to potentially make it an appearance for this one too but we don't know when and it is he's the trial is at in the high court of london it's a civil lawsuit uh brought on you know about prince harry and he's also brought in his other royal family members into it because it involves them too and it's against the media And he's amongst a series of defendants again um, against uh, accusing British tabloids like Mirror Group newspapers called MGN and the Daily Mirror or the publisher of the Daily Mirror and the Sunday Mirror. And this is of the the historic phone hacking. But there's more trials happening because basically uh, Harry's lawyer, whose name is David Sherborne. Recently told a judge in another one of his high court cases, that's the one where he showed up and you remember he showed up in the crowd and everyone was like, oh, there's Harry, that the prince would attend this one as well in person. This is another case. So we'll see. We're going to wait and see in Prince Harry. Keep your eye out if he attends. Now, other royals including Charles, Prince William, Kate Middleton, and Princess Diana were all mentioned in the court filing containing Harry's allegations against the publisher. So the palace may as well, there might be brace for more things to come from this lawsuit that Harry's going to, you know, that Harry has set forth. Uh, The Harry's other media lawsuits contain allegations of a secret palace deal over phone hacking at Rupert Murdoch's empire. Um, So all eyes will be on how he discusses his family and any of the evidence he gives of this secret palace deal girl. So a court filing by Harry's lawyers suggested that they will use as evidence six private investigator invoices and two payment records relating to His Royal Highness, the Duke of Cambridge. Six payment records relating to Harry's ex-girlfriend, Chelsea Davy, including those entitled Project Chelsea or Project South Africa, because we know that's where Chelsea's from. One payment record relating to His Royal Highness, the Prince of Wales, who's now King Charles III, And one relating to Diana, Princess of Wales. So these are what they were able to find. These like invoices for payment. (laughs) Oh no, girl. So the palace was paying the private investigators? Stop it. The filing added, Having been of interest to MGN since birth, Which is true. Prince Harry has consistently experienced an overwhelming intrusion into his life, girl. Yes, we know. It is clear that when he was a child, his father and especially his mother were subjected to intrusive and unlawful news gathering techniques like the phone hacking. And that either directly or as a consequence of these illegal actions directed against his mother... And Prince Harry's own private information was misused. Oh. So keep on a lookout for that and any revelations that will come with it in the coming weeks while this lawsuit goes further. They are, he is coming down on that press. He's like, I got money now. From all the things I've been doing. And I'm paying lawyers with this money, bitches. Let's go. So I just wanted to come on here and just add that little bit tidbit. So you know what to look out for. He is suing again. It ain't over. It ain't over. Let's see. Is there any other news here? Oh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry will not be stripped of royal titles. Due to Queen's gift. What is that about? What is the Queen's gift? So a former royal butler has predicted the couple will be allowed to keep their Duke and Duchess of Sussex titles due to the fact that they were granted by the late Queen. Oh, this is old. Isn't this old? Why did this come up in my recent... Why was it tagged? No, oh, it says one day ago. I don't know why this thing. Anyways, well, all right. So um, it says because she gave him a gift, he gets to keep it. I know a lot of people think that King Charles should strip Harry of his royal title. Oh, I guess now that he's officially got the crown on his head, people are asking him to take it away. And then this guy says but kings and queens would historically strip royal titles for treason to the crown. So I think Charles if, is damned if he does and damned if he doesn't when it comes to Harry. Because I guess he would have to say Harry committed treason. Oh, God. In order to strip their titles, which that would be major thing to do. At the moment, I think there is not a real justified reason for him to strip Harry's Duke of Sussex title. Another reason he probably will not do it is because the Queen gave it to him as a gift. So I guess people in the UK, they're calling for his titles to be stripped. And they're like, let's just calm down here, please. Because historically, we got to say he's a fucking traitor. Which I'm sure a lot of them would say that he is. But that's a pretty major accusation, don't you think? Traitor to his country. Meanwhile, he fought in the military. That country has lost their minds over there. They've lost their minds. Figure it out. Ugh. For Charles to take the title off of Harry, he's taking a gift from his mother away from her grandchild, and I don't think that's going to go over really well, this guy's saying. He's an ex-butler he, or some shit. Uh, he added during an interview, I think the titles of Duke and Duchess of Sussex is something that will definitely remain with Harry and Meghan forever. Girl, I hope so. Because I think these motherfuckers been through enough, but also now they're, like, making their own way. So maybe they don't need the title either. But either way, I think we should just let it go. These people, I think, need to just... <sighs> they're always in the news. Always in the news, I feel. But you know what? Now I don't know what to think anymore. Meaning... Like, I don't know how they would ever... It's gonna not be in the news is what I'm saying I'm trying to think in a way like when do they get peace but then you're in the middle of a lawsuit so of course you're not gonna have peace with that shit going on it's very stressful life they've got again I don't envy it Mm. then they talk about how he went to the coronation and immediately flew back well what what would he have done gonna go be in a room with all those people that hate his fucking guts right now please So anyways, um, there you go. That's the latest news that's, as of today, what's going on with Harry and Meghan because I just got a Google alert I thought I would share. All right, next segment, we're going to wrap it up with listener comments and emails and shit, okay? Listener messages and emails. It's listener time. Thank you, guys. Once again, I have gotten a week's full of wonderful comments. I appreciate it so much. I love that you guys keep finding me here week after week, day after day over here on Spotify. Almost every day I get a message like, I found you. I found you. And I'm sorry. First, let me just say to you guys, I'm sorry I just kind of like left. Like I was just like, I'm out. Well, my account was taken, but I didn't come back on and say anything. But you understand by now. I'm not going to rehash the whole story. But I will apologize for just <laughs> because some people, right? Because not everybody that follows you follows everything all the time. Everybody's timelines and, and things like that are different. FYPs, and so some people didn't even know what was even happened with Disney. They didn't even see any of it even happen so they were like i just knew i was like hey i haven't seen annoyed lemon in a while and i went to find her page and her page was gone some poor people wrote to me they thought i blocked them personally and that's why i couldn't see them i'm like i would not block you unless you were an asshole in some type of way oh so i'm sorry for any uh, <laughs> i should just come off of that and say that well a couple people were like i thought you blocked me oh i felt bad by that so i'm sorry but I'm here, and I'm glad you found me, and I'm getting all your messages, and it's great. So let's go to the most recent messages I got on the last episode, which was the episode that was about my thoughts on the coronation. Um, we got someone named Katie, and Katie says, I enjoyed this. I understand and respect your decision to say off social media for now. However, I think you're so talented and funny, it may be hard to stay small and totally anonymous forever. Well, thank you very much, Katie. That's a nice thing of you, for you to say. I appreciate it. Ellie says, love your coverage of the coronation and agree that Princess Anne stole the show. I can't wait to hear the context police back in action, girl. You heard it today. Have you heard about Minka Kelly's new book? Hmm share away i have not heard about it and i will look into it i don't know a ton about her i know she's an actress i don't know much more beyond that but i will look into it thank you all right we also have erica and erica says i just want to wish harry or no i'm sorry let me reverse that i just wish harry was embraced more maybe a take he may have left the crown but the crown will never leave him Maybe, she's saying, maybe that's a stance to take. I don't know. Inspire people to mend relationships. They're supposed to be leaders. Mm, I think the crown left him, Erica. It's a nice sentiment. If you were dealing with, you know, people that were emotionally matured people, but as we know, this family's like a ruthless cutthroat. I don't know. So I don't know, girl. I mean, Harry's... There's payments being made to private investigators to try and find out things about and and somehow that might even involve the fucking members either of the royal family or of the people that work for them. Ruthless. I don't know if there's ever any mending happening, but we could hope, I guess. Shani says, my favorite part of the coronation event was ding. Oh, my toast is done. That was probably my favorite part too, Shani, because I was fucking starving by that point. It had been hours and I was tired. <sighs> Heather says, the entire time leading up and when I briefly turned it on, all I thought about is the affair. It seems like it would be a pretty major smudge and they were tough on Meghan Markle for being a divorcee. Girl, you're all right, Heather. Hypocrites. that's what they are. Let's see what else I got. Usually, down here. Up, Audra. Audra says, "Oh, you are here. Yes, Audra, I am here on Spotify." Uh, Shorty, does that say? Shorty Talk says, "So happy I found you. You're my first follow on here. Well, I'm glad Shorty Talk. Spotify's pretty cool. I listen to it a lot for years now. I'm surprised so many of you don't." Carolyn says, I missed you so much. I kept checking daily to see if your account came back. You should come back. We miss you. I know you miss me, girl. I ain't coming back. Not anytime soon, I'm not coming back. Um, I want to say something, but I don't know if I should. <laughs> I don't know. It's not really anything that's a big deal. Um, so I was really trying to figure out, this is a little sidetrack, was trying to figure out, like, who was this? Because really the main reason I'm not going back to TikTok is because of this one person said this statement, right? And I'm like, who the fuck was that? Because if it was somebody that I personally knew, even though it was a douchey dickhead thing to say, I wouldn't be fearful of my life or anything weird shit happening to me and my family because it would just be my jerk-off family member being an asshole like usual. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, damn, I wish I could figure out if it was someone I knew... Versus just one of these whack jobs. And it's impossible. So the only thing I'm going to say is, I did a little bit of research because the, what's it called? The profile picture that was used in that account that was made, just to leave that comment, because I figured out it was made that day that they left the comment. The profile picture that was used was a weird, look like a gnome. But it was a gnome that was, like, pixelated. So it was, like, a pic- somebody took a picture of, like, a computer game. But, like, an old school one that was, like, really pixelated. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? And it was, like, a gnome. And I'm, like, what the fuck is this a picture of? It looks like it's from, like, a fucking computer video game. So I did some researching... And I did some Google reverse image shits. Because, bitch, I can be a private investigator too. Okay? And I found out that this image that was used is actually a penguin that has a gnome hat on. And it is a character. Let me try to get the name right so I'm going to Google it if I can find it. It's like the avatar from a disney computer game this old school like disney computer game that you would play and uh it doesn't exist anymore and it was on the computer and it was like this hold on i'm typing and talking at the same time which obviously i I can't deal with that it was like a. like a cult classic type video game. It wasn't crazy popular and it was only a computer game. It wasn't like on like fucking Nintendo Switch or any shit like that. And the way I found it was when I did this reverse image of what this image was, it took me to a German website, first of all. I'm on some kid's like personal blog site from this image. And and it's all in German. Now immediately I'm like, at first I'm thinking, what is it someone fucking relative of my husband Who would do that over there? Like, what? And then I quickly realized, because uh, I have my husband translate for me what the fuck it says in this this website. It was some kid. Or at the time, it was a kid that made this website. And he just is a gamer in German. And he was talking about this game that's this popular Disney game. Let me look up the name. Where this character, this penguin fucking avatar, is like the main... Here it is. I see the image of it. Club Penguin, a real fucking popular game. Club Club Penguin, and it's really big with, like, Disney fandom. And it was really big. It had a big online, it was like a multiplayer game, multiplayer online game. You play with other people. And then at one point, it got, like, updated to, like, a more, uh, you know, modern version of it because it was pretty, like, you know, old. and But then it just, like stopped. I don't know if the game's playing anymore. Girl, I don't give a fuck about the Penguin Club game. But, you know what it was kind of like? Like that Neopets. Do you know what that game is, Neopets? It's like an older thing. Anyway. So whoever fucking did this was like When I found out what the avatar was, I immediately thought to myself, I don't think my family members that I suspected it would be. This turned into from listening fucking listener messages to this. I'm sorry, guys, but I might as well talk about it. So I'm thinking about now I know my family members that are these assholes. Are they that into Disney that they take this weird, obscure character from this weird, culty game of club penguin, this fucking gnome looking penguin, as their avatar? I don't think so. Because I know these family members. And they're not like that into Disney. They're not like these Disney, you know, adult type people. So why would they think to pick that as an avatar? So now I'm like, fuck. It's not somebody I know personally that would do that. Because you got to be somebody really into Disney to have that picture as your avatar, which would make sense because I told them all to go fuck off, right? Which is worse for me, though, as far as coming back to TikTok, because I would almost rather it be one of my jerk-off family members because I'm not fearful of that. But now it brings me back to, no, it was some weirdo. It wasn't my family member. They're not going to know to make that as their avatar. You know what I'm saying? So... Now I really don't want to go back because I kind of have some sort of proof that it wasn't anyone that I would personally know because I don't think you know, and so it's 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 a weirdo on the internet. It's a weirdo Disney person that's really, and girl, I don't want to set like. Not only is it a weirdo Disney, I don't want to say weirdo, but it's a fucked up person. It's somebody that's into gaming because this is like a culty type game. I read about it, and you know. You could be a person that was super into Disney fan, but this is even like more of a subculture, this, this special game. And it was the old school avatar, not the newer looking avatar. It was like real pixelated and stuff. So this is somebody that's like, I don't know. And all I'm going to say is some of those people that stitched my video, I'm not saying who, but they mentioned in some of their TikToks that they're a gamer. And so I start to put some things together in my head that it could be one of these people. And that's all I'm going to say. And so because of that, I am staying away because that is like some strange Internet. Like a person that is chronically living online on the Internet. Like, do you get what I'm saying? So I don't trust where or what they are or aren't capable of doing next. And so I'm not coming back since TikTok. That was my whole way to explain how I ain't coming back. Does it make sense? So um, thank you, Caroline, for asking me to come back, but, but it ain't happening. Okay. <laughs> as I did some digging myself, and that's about as far as I was able to go, because like I said, if I said it in other episodes here, that account is completely gone. It's either been disabled, take deleted, whatever, or they've changed the name, which then you would never be able to find it, because if you could change the name, and they had no followers, and they had no, how, the name could be, I shit my pants. Like, I don't know. So how would you know? So they're gone. They're poof again. Poof, poof. So... That's it. I'm not coming back there. There's somebody on there is weird. Somebody. Many people. And you don't know what they're capable of. So I'm gone. I'm out of here. Oh, all right. Now I'm talking for 12 minutes. Too much talking. Too much going on this week. Um, let's see. One of the last ones we'll do. A lot of people saying they're happy I found they found me. Tammy says it. Mickey says it. Kimberly says it. Alyssa says it. Julia says it. Guys, I got a lot of messages from you all. I thank you so much. Just know we'll end it here. Um, If you want to send me a message at the end of each episode, I'm going to have a little question, a little area where you can hit reply, and you can send me a message. I cannot respond back to you, but I will – chances are I'll talk about it in the next week's episode. I'll read your message. Or if you don't want me to publish it because I can publish it on my page – just give me a thumbs down or say don't publish. And I also, I'm not going to publish uh, comments that come from somebody that has their full name in their Spotify account, unless you give me the thumbs up and say it's okay to publish, then I'll publish your comment, okay? Another way you could reach out is you could send me an email, t-t, at proton.me. You can Send me an email on there. Send me some links to things, some articles, whatever you want to do. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. It's been a super busy week. It's super crazy in the news. Girl, President Trump was found guilty. Oh, my God. Then last night he does the fucking... I hate to talk politics. I won't get into it, but just from, like, watching it. He's on CNN doing the town hall. Oh, he's rambling. God save this country. That's all I know. Then you got the border and about 12 hours from now is going to open. Nobody knows what the, in New York they're trying to figure out where they're going to put all these people. They're fighting like crazy over here figuring out where to put people because different mayors and counties are fighting with the city because the city don't have no more room and the city wants to push them out further and everyone else is like no we don't got no room. They're, tr- they're, like, trying to figure out they're going to put them in airport hangars, These uh, the refugees in JFK Airport, empty airport hangars out there in JFK. They're trying to put up tents maybe in Central Park. They're trying to figure it out because we're already at capacity. All the different horrible freaking things, tragic things that have gone on. Girl, just somebody help this country right now, I feel like. Uh that's why we listen we we listen to memoirs and gossip about Hit prince harry and Brittany Spears because it gets us it takes us away for a few minutes right and i hope this podcast helped do that for you today this episode <laughs> so have a great weekend um i'll be back next week but it's gonna be rough i'm gonna do andy cohen's book but it's gonna be rough i'm gonna be honest because I, uh, my husband is going to be gone for a week. And I'm going to have my mother here. <laughs> oh, God. And if I try to record somewhere, she's going to be like, what are you doing? What are you doing in there? Who are you talking to? That's my mom. So it's, <laughs> I'm going to have to remind her to stop that. Like, don't come in here. Be quiet. Anyway, so, but at some point next week, I'll get into Andy Cohen's new book, I promise. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Hey, guys, I just wanted to say thank you for listening to this episode of the Annoyed Lemon podcast. I truly appreciate all your support. If you wanted to reach out to me, my email is annoyedlemontt at proton.me. You can reach out to me there. You can also reply each episode to the little question that I put attached to the episode. There's a reply button and send me a message there. I cannot reply back, but I will be reading some of these messages in the next episode on the podcast. And I for sure read every single one in private. So you can also support this podcast by sharing it with your friends and family and coworkers. That's probably one of the best ways you can support the podcast if you wanted to. So thank you. And Finally, there is a new feature here on Spotify for podcasters called Listener Support. You can click on that if you feel moved to do so. And that is a monthly monetary amount that you choose that you want to help support the podcast with. And it's totally not necessary, but it's highly appreciated if you choose to do so. And I will give you a shout out personally in the next episode. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much if you choose to do that. So... All right, guys, again, thanks so much for all of your support. I love it. And I love to see where this podcast is going to go in the future. And I'm glad that you're here with me to watch it grow. Thanks.